Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 713, recorded live on February 5th, 2022. And here are your hosts. The man who uh, seems to have had some decent weather last week, Dave Pillay. It got above freezing for a day. And the uh, man whose snowblower had a workout this week, Andy Lowe. Hi. <laughs> Probably not as bad as my friend's snowblower, uh, which caught fire. <laughs> no, our snowblower did not catch fire. So, story time. My friend Hannah, who just, uh, her her boyfriend just bought a house. And so they're, they moved in. Um, and they just had a house. So they, of course, got a snowblower and they got a battery powered electric snowblower at the advice of other people saying like, oh, electric is better because, you know, gas and gas sucks and et cetera, et cetera. And so they tried to we, we had a this was like two or three weeks ago. We had a snowfall. She went out. They tried to snowblow the driveway and the snowblower wouldn't turn on. And so they're like, well, shit. Because there's already a lot of... It came down overnight, right? There was, like, a foot of snow. They couldn't go out to get, a, like, replacement. It was... Everyone's out of snowblowers anyway. So they shoveled the driveway. After they finished shoveling, they're like, let's try the snowblower again. And they tried to turn it on again, and the battery caught fire. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that, but... Oh. So <laughs> she posts a picture on Facebook of, like... Her driveway is clear, except a battery that is on fire in the middle of it. (laughs) They follow up picture like an hour later with the fire department there. Uh, (laughs) A bunch of firemen who are like, oh, we don't know how to put this out. This is a lithium battery fire. There's like not much we can do. No, those those, the lithium battery fires. Basically, everybody has been told just let it burn. Right, right. (laughs) Since they're burning, like they stayed there to make sure that it didn't go, uh, you know, out of control. But yep. Oof. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, no, ours is uh, ours is gas powered. And uh, yeah, no, it uh, we got to think about right around 12, 12 inches, I think, over a period of about 24 hours. So it it was it was not pleasant. And now it's just been cold. So all the, the snow is not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, welcome to my world. As I yeah. said, it got above freezing for a day. That's 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 better than, you know, 16 degrees and that, that foot of snow is just sitting there. Just sitting there, not doing a damn thing. Yep. It was actually uh, quite sunny today, so a lot of the snow, even though it was, you know, four degrees Fahrenheit, um, a lot of the snow sublimated. It didn't melt. It just disappeared. Is that is that actually sublimation then? I think so, yeah. If it if it doesn't melt it, and it goes away. Go, yeah, it goes away. Then it's so it's kind of one option. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, yeah, no, you got you got uh, hit pretty hard with some weather that totally missed us and was lovely to not have it here. Yeah, there's, uh, there's this, people are like, hey, are you are you going to go out to the transmitter site this week? And I'm like, no, <laughs> are you crazy? I am going to literally just stay in the office and not do anything. Granted, I had to stay in the office and f- try and figure out our HVAC system, which um, 
Turns out there are three furnaces in our building and 11 thermostats, but not all the thermostats work. Okay. One thermostat is attached to the furnace that runs the basement. Yes. There are seven thermostats attached to the basement furnace, but it actually does heat for the main floor of the building, but only for the main floor of the building outside of the side of the building that has the studios. Um, so that, uh, there were eight, yeah, there were eight thermostats over there. One doesn't work. The rest of the seven are all on that side of the building. So the furnace is in the basement, but the ducts are actually in the ceiling above the main floor. Then there is the third furnace, which is actually up in the attic. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I will, I will admit, Andy, uh, you've lost me at this point, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is, this is why it took me literally days to figure this out. Yeah. And you you cared about it. <laughs> well, because part of the building was 56 degrees and part of the building was 86 degrees. <laughs> I am not Those joking. Are different temperatures. Yes, there was Those literally very different temperatures. There was literally one office in the building that was 86 degrees. And then there was another part of the building over by the studios that was literally 56 degrees. So there was a 30 degree difference in the same building. Mm-hmm. And that's, so it's a significant difference. Yeah. And so it, me being the one technical guy there is my job to try and figure this out. Yeah. Although it does not quite seem like that's part of your, <laughs> your um, job description. Yep. But now I know what all those colors mean on your thermostat. The blue, green, yellow, black, white wires? There's actually a red. There's Ah. red, there's red, there's white, there's yellow, there's green, and then there's either a blue or a black normally. All right. Is the last number on the box even or odd? And how many (laughs) batteries are there? (laughs) Sorry, give me the, the order of wires. I've... I may have been playing a little bit of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes recently. I'm sitting here, you know, playing puzzle games that are basically just, you know, escape rooms online. Yep. Which, yeah. I think I think we did, that was one of the things we had talked about, too. Um, when Brian and Beth were here and we did our first uh, escape room, we were talking to the guy and he was like, you know, you know, trying to figure out other puzzles he could put in there. And we're like... Too bad you can't, you know, just get the rights to keep talking and nobody explodes. And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> like, let but, me. Yeah, Beth, Brian, and I were all just like, yes, no, you need to play you need game. to try this out. Yeah. <sighs> I was playing with someone this week who has never played it before. And we got to the memory module. And I'm like, OK, so I know how to do this one. Do you want me to pretend like I don't? <laughs> Although, if you want me to do this one, I can do it. Uh, I need you to get a piece of paper, and we're going to write some shit down. <laughs> Have you looked at the uh, the Centurion module from the Awesome Games Done Quick this year? No, I have not. Why? Uh, let me send you a link to a screenshot. Images. Yeah, that one. I'm going to copy that image and just send you the image. Whoa, what the heck is that? The Centurion module. It one of is them, a 100 module bomb. One of them is a frickin' Rubik's Cube. Yes, in fact, that is indeed one of the modules on the Centurion. Solve a Rubik's Cube. 
Why why would you do this to yourself? So the one in um in Awesome Games Done Quick, the guy did it by himself. Oh, with the uh with the computer No. No no computer partner? No computer partner. No, I have this. Tell me what to do. No, he either knew what to do or looked up what to do. Oh my goodness. It is worth watching. Ooh. Nope, that that probably would be, yeah. Wow, that's that's a lot of modules. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then, like, the final module is, like, in this module, what was the answer? In that module, <laughs> what was the position of the third light? How many rounds did this module take? One of the modules is Minesweeper. <laughs> At this point, if you're putting games in your game as a module, you just stop. Just stop. Yep. One of the modules is the first level of Doom. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, actually, there there are some modules that are close to that. One of them is a maze, but not the, the standard maze where you see it from the top down. It is the first person maze. Oh, jeez. So you have to navigate the maze from within the module. Just stop. Seriously, go watch this guy play. No, I will. It's just, just stop. (laughs) Like, please stop. Just sit there and think, do we really need this? Yes. The answer is yes. (sighs) But yes, no, there's a lot of snow. How did we we get from snow and to... Uh, we went from snow to snow blowers to lithium ion batteries, battery exploded, fire department, just let it sit there. Uh, wiring, HVAC. Ah, yes. You talked about HVAC for a while, and then we talked about wires, and wires brought us to keep talking, nobody explodes. Okay, sometimes, <laughs> I I know our, literally our name is random in the title. I mean, it's not random, there was a logical flow from one to the other. Sometimes this is like six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of stuff going on. Yeah. And if people like that, then good. They can listen to us do it because it's what we do a lot, especially in the early part of the show. If they don't like to listen to it, well, then they don't listen to us. And that's totally fine. We don't do this for other people. All right. Should we? uh... I I figured out the HVAC, though, and we still have to fix some stuff, but. Okay. Yeah, no, that was that was a congratulations. I'm, I'm glad you did, Andy. Congratulations. Should we should we hit some topics or I mean, I suppose if you want to. Are you uh, are you watching any of the Olympics at all or no? I watched about an hour's worth of curling on Thursday night. Uh, mixed mixed doubles. Mixed pairs. Yeah, mixed doubles. Which was interesting, because, like, you, you're just watching, like, one person curl. I don't know where the doubles is. Where was the other person? When were they alternating? They, they alternate. Well, somebody, okay. throws, somebody throws first and last, and the other person throws in the middle. Okay. But the person in the middle throws more stones. I was not paying that close attention to it, because I was at a bar, and I was talking with coworkers, and it was just kind of on in the background. And someone commented, like, wait a minute, did that person just, like, do all of curling by themselves? And so we looked up, and we're like, huh, yeah, usually there's, like, a team, right? Like, there's two people sweeping, and and then he's like, yeah, I wanted to try curling, but, like, there's nowhere around here to do it. And I looked at him, I'm like, what? Are you serious? (laughs) We live in Madison, Wisconsin. This is one of, like, the curling capitals of the country. 
He's like, yeah, but there's none in Verona. Madison is a 10 minute drive. I, I, I'm so, I'm going to have to tell my Wisconsin co-workers that, that somebody over there was like, there's no place to curl here. In Verona. Specifically in Verona. <laughs> that is like being in Ann Arbor and saying there's nothing and it's in, or like being in Celine and saying there's nothing because it's in Ann Arbor. Like, but, but there is. It's, it's down the road. <laughs> being in Celine and being like, there's no Meyer. Yes, there is. There's like four of them. Oh, yeah. Madison Curling Club is actually in McFarland. Does that mean I anything mean, to you? Yeah, it's on the north side. It's a it's a bit of a drive from here. Oh, I see that. Yep, I see where Verona is. Okay. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it's a bit of a drive from here because it's not actually that far away. But there's like lakes. In the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see that. There's lakes and a, a city. I thought McFarland was on the north side. No, it looks like it's on... I guess it's on the south side. But it's on the other side of uh, Wabasaw or Wabasa. I don't remember. You've lived in Madison for how long? Andy, there are names here that are not what you would expect. Just in case you're wondering, Dave, it's about an 18-minute drive for you. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, probably not even. I mean, it depends on traffic on the Beltline. That's true. Um, Granted, that's that's a lot closer than when I was curling in college. And you drive have to drive for like an hour and a half. Ipsy up to Ferndale is a long drive. Yes, there there were people uh, until recently driving all the way down from Grand Rapids down to Kalamazoo here to do curling. Granted, Gra- uh, Grand Rapids actually uh, started up their own club again. Because it turns out they had a club back in the 1800s, and then it folded, so now they started it back up again. Okay. But yes, no, yes, it's mixed doubles going on right now. Are you, you watching much of the Olympics, Andy? Uh, there was uh, some biathlon on today. We saw a little bit of that. We saw some women's snowboarding last night. Uh, Kate's got the USA-China game in curling going on right now, but uh, that's been it. But yeah, no, it's mixed doubles right now, so not much left. Yes. <clears throat> how are how are we doing? In mixed doubles, not good. Okay. Are we expecting to do pretty good in actual curling? I don't know what the term would be. I assume there's something that isn't just actual curling, but team curling. You mean just regular curling? Yeah. As I said, actual curling. Um, well, we are the defending gold medalist, so I, I understand that, Andy, but like teams change and skills change. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Okay. We're hoping to do well. Yes. Apparently the women's hockey team was populated predominantly from Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And not just Wisconsin, but like UW. That they, they basically are the UW hockey team. <clears throat> hey, whatever works. Um, so that's going on. That's kind of a, a fun thing in the world that's happening, right? The Olympics. Yep. In Beijing, China. Yeah. The fun fact which, which is, um, is the fact that the, uh, curling ice is in the, what used to be called the water cube. So the okay. curling ice is actually built on top of the swimming pool. That they used for the Summer Olympics. Yes. I mean, if you've got a, a giant Olympic-sized pool, quite literally Olympic-sized, how hard is that to turn into a, a rink? Well, they actually um, they built a platform over the pool and put the ice on top of that. Okay. Um, it, it was okay. It, it turns out the HVAC was not really designed 
to host an ice rink. No surprise. Mm-hmm. And and uh, due to the COVID bubble, the head ice guy was basically just living at the arena because he was trying to get the ice prepared correctly. Right. <laughs> and my, my favorite mm-hmm. tidbit of this is the fact that the inside the building is inside the COVID bubble, but the outside of the building is not. He wanted to go up onto the roof to check out one of the chillers. And they wouldn't let him. They would not let him because it is <laughs> oh, outside no. of the building. Oh, no. So they had to, he had to get somebody else outside of like the bubble. radio to, someone to go Yes, to, it? to get up. <laughs> but he had to get up to the roof without going inside the building. So, like, helicopter someone in? I don't, I didn't, I don't. They didn't say how the guy got up onto the roof, but somehow the guy outside the building was able to get up onto the roof of the building without supposedly entering the actual building. They're all going to get COVID, right? It's like, <laughs> well, that was, that's why the, the flag bearer um, for Team USA uh, actually had to um, not walk in the opening ceremony because I do believe she tested positive for COVID. And so she was in quarantine there. So hopefully... Um, you know, she's she's cleared before her events actually start. Otherwise, that would kind of suck. U.S. forfeits. <laughs> Preparing for the Olympics. You get there. You're all set. Right? Oh, shoot. I have COVID. Yep. Son of a bitch. If only we didn't run a massive multinational sporting event in the middle of a pandemic. What? But man, NBC needs to get paid. Apparently. NBC paid good money for their Olympic contract, and by golly, they're going to get try and get their money back. Yeah, well, good luck. Yep. <sighs> so speaking of large sums of money... Oh, no. No! How about slightly smaller sums of money? <laughs> I don't know. Is right. three is three point six billion right now a large or small sum of money? It depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> because no, seriously, wh- which one are you talking about? Three point six billion? Is that Bungie? Yes, that's Bungie. Okay, right, because Microsoft was 68.7 billion, and then, like, two weeks later, Sony comes out and says, we're acquiring Bungie. I'm just... So part of this feels like, but can't be, because these, again, we talked about this, these things take time, right? This is not, like, a fast thing to have happen, right? They're going through this, they're talking through this, they're in negotiation for months, maybe even years, but, like... Microsoft makes an announcement to purchase someone. Two weeks later, Sony makes an announcement to purchase someone. But not just anyone. They're purchasing Bungie. (laughs) Now, for some of you listening, it is entirely possible you're not familiar of the history of what's going on here and why this is so funny. But when Microsoft tried to break into the gaming market and they made their Xbox... One of the flagship games that actually made an impact and, like, got Microsoft butts in seats and consoles plugged into TVs was a game called Halo. You might have heard of it. It's been a pretty big franchise for many years. Halo was developed by this company called Bungie. Originally, Bungie was developing a game called Marathon for Apple. It was going to be released on Mac OS X. It was going to be like this incredible, like never before experienced first person shooter, especially never before experienced on a friggin Macintosh games and Apple computers. Just for for the like 
This is the computer for the artist. Yeah, well, apparently not for the gamer. Um, Microsoft bought Bungie to snatch that game away from Apple. And then Bungie made Halo. And then after Halo 3... Yes. Microsoft and Bungie split. And Microsoft allowed Bungie to go its own way. Now, when they did that, Microsoft also formed 343 Studios and held the rights to Halo. Bungie did not get Halo back. So that's why all the new Halo games are still Microsoft. Bungie went on to make Destiny and Destiny 2. And now Sony's buying Bungie. And it appears, it probably isn't, but it appears as if it were a fuck you to Microsoft. Like a giant fuck you. Like, oh, you're going to go buy Activision? We're going to buy the company that put you on the map. The gaming map. Because, like, Microsoft was already on a lot of maps. But yeah, no, coming out of the blue for a console, it was like Xbox, Halo, were, that, that was the killer app for the Xbox. Yeah, it was. they were they were synonymous, right? Like, yeah. you got an Xbox so you could play Halo. Yep. Halo on the so. Xbox with four-player per, four, four single screen. Single screen. Mm-hmm. Four-person split screen. Woo! Harken back to the old golden eye days. Yeah. <clears throat> Part of me, I've, I have to like go back and listen. Cause I remember we had talked about during the middle of the Microsoft episode, we had talked about what's Sony going to do. And I remember bringing up exactly how much money Sony had on hand. Yep. And I'm trying to find I think that we article. Brought up Sony bought like maybe buying Bungie as a like joke in that episode. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find that old article, and I can't because remember it, it, we spe- I specifically brought up ex- you know the correlation of how much Sony would have to pay to be on par with how much Microsoft spent, and I kind of want to find see how close this number was to that. But that means I'd actually have to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Outside of, you know, listening to our podcast while I edit it. Yeah. Maybe it was... Yeah, I have to... Okay. Okay, okay. Market cap-wise, making... I found found it here. Market cap-wise, making a 68.7 billion acquisition is like for Sony to make a 4.4 billion acquisition. And they bought Bungie for how much? They bought Bungie for 3.6 billion. So a little, little stingier. Yes. They didn't go quite all in, uh, but still a, a comparable purchase. Yeah. No, somebody, somebody there is pretty, pretty dang close. Yep. It's, it's, it's a bad sign. Like. But if you look at it though, Sony has, has been on the acquisition trend for a while. Yeah. Well, so I actually was talking to some friends about this and they pointed out that um, Microsoft and Sony potentially are both scared at the moment and are taking steps to um, solidify their their domain because you are very soon going to start seeing other companies who have not traditionally been in the video game space, traditionally meaning like the last 20 years, because, I mean, Microsoft wasn't traditionally in the video game space either. Um, but other companies are going to start showing an interest in video games like Google and Amazon. And how are those companies going to break into the games market? Well, it's funny because um, that's one of our other topics. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because um, there was an article out by Business Insider basically stating that Google Stadia has just been downgraded <clears throat> inside Google. Oh, definitely. I mean... 
who would have seen that coming? Yeah. Current and former employees say the priority was now on proof of concept work for Google Stream and securing white label deals. One estimated about 20% of the focus was actually on Google Stadia rather than Google Stream. And two sources say that the entire Stadia division has basically been demoted. Yeah, because Google isn't paying attention to that. Yep. It didn't work the way they wanted it to. People didn't flock to it the way they wanted people to flock to it. So if Stadia isn't the way forward, Andy, I ask again, how does Google break into the gaming market? I don't I don't know. They buy their way in. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. If anybody's got money on hand. Right. If Apple wants to get into the gaming market, they buy their way in. If Google wants to get into the market, they buy their way in. Well, if Microsoft and Sony are out there buying the studios now, then there's no one left for Google to buy. Unless they They're pony up. It harder for other big companies to break into the market. Google, Google's going to have to pay big if they're going to pay. Granted, they're perfectly happy. Look at this. Um, Peloton, based off of Google Stream. Uh, AT&T said their free browser-based access to Batman Arkham Knights ran on Stadia. Capcom is in the talks to do web-based demos of its game using Stadia. Mm-hmm. And Bungie, <laughs> according to the article was looking to build yeah. its own streaming platform on top of Google Stream. Well, so the, the Google Google realizes that. the the real money just Amazon realized the same thing. AWS, how much of Amazon's profits are coming off of AWS? Nothing. Nothing consumer consumer focused. Nothing consumer faced. All yeah. business to business. Yeah. Running off of AWS. Google realizes the same thing here. That's where like Stadia, well this ain't working. All right, drop it. Let's be the back end to the business. And it seems to be working. So maybe Google realizes, okay, it's it's not the gold rush where we don't need to actually strike it rich with the consumer side. We'll be we'll be the Levi, we'll be the Lees, we'll be the the guy who actually sells the pickaxe for everybody else, which is not a, it's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. But still, that'd be hilarious if Peloton <laughs> buys. Oh, please no. Yeah, granted, Peloton right now itself is no is in literally no position to do anything. I've read that they're like literally shutting things down because they're just it's bad. And granted, now they're looking to get taken over by either Amazon or Nike. Oh man, Amazon running as a buyer of Peloton, which the, Google would probably be pissed if Peloton was using them. Peloton literally stops using them and switches over to AWS for all their streaming stuff. So here's here's the really interesting future. Have you heard I heard the phrase on NPR for the first time, even though I've, I've been like talking with a couple of people about it for a few months of distributed cloud or multi cloud. So they don't if AWS goes down, you don't have to worry because you've also are using Google. It's like a cloud IBM. for the cloud. Man, how how deep does this go? Is it turtles all the way down? <laughs> It's turtles on its clouds all the way up. It's clouds all the way up. Uh, the idea. Yeah, exactly that, though, that like the idea of instead of putting all of your eggs in the AWS basket, you actually use a different service that uses both AWS and Google. And so when one goes down, you're still there, which makes sense, because being in the radio industry, 
you know, people talk about, oh yeah, five nines. And I'm like, I can't, I can't work with five nines. If I'm on 24 seven, 365, I forgot somebody did the math, but like five nines still gives you like a huge outage time. The like 99.9999% uptime. Yes. Well, I mean, think of it in, in, yeah, 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 it does. Like that's, that is problematic. Um, I, I also like the, we promise like 99.999% accuracy. And if you think about how many words there are in a book, yep. how, how many words can be just the wrong word? Oh, hold on. I can probably do this actually pretty easily. So yeah, 365 times by, no, divided by, right? Yeah. Divided by. Oh, 3.65. Yeah, so that's still... Three nines is eight hours over the whole year. It's a third of a day. Yep. That's Yeah, that's for three nines. So yep. four nines, 52 minutes. Five nines is five minutes and 20... Yeah, 5.26 minutes. So still, yeah, five minutes off the air is... Something's wrong. Yep. <clears throat> so yes, no, somebody talks about, you know, distributed cloud computing. Okay, yeah, no, that, I hate to say it, but makes that kind of right? makes, makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Like, still feels weird. <laughs> Feels really weird, uh, but makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. Um, what else would you like to talk about? Let's see. We talked about Stadia. We talked about Bungie. Oh, other Amazon news. Uh, Amazon Prime is getting a price increase. Oh, but I pay for Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, the prior price of 119 is going to go up to $139. Jeez. I mean, it's still like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. 12 bucks a month. This is the third time that Amazon has raised the price in the U.S. since Prime started back in 2005. There was one change in 2014 from 79 to 99, and then there was another change in 2018 from 99 to 119. And I'm still, I know for a fact, I'm still not using all of my Amazon Prime benefits. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I know I'm using a number of them, but like you can have a personal shopper at Whole Foods. That's part of the benefits. Like, well, that'd be great if there was a whole, you know, Whole Foods around here. That'd be great. Is there not a Whole Foods in Kalamazoo? No, we have we have a Trader Joe's. Where's your nearest Whole Foods? Now I'm curious. All right, hold on. Let's see if I can find the nearest like nearest Whole Foods. No, I don't care about other health stores. No, I want like actual Whole Foods. There's uh, there's oh, one in Grand Elkhart. Rapids. There's one in yeah South Bend. Yeah, and there's one in Lansing. Lansing. Wow. There's two in Ann Arbor. <laughs> I know. There are none west of Ann Arbor until you go up to Lansing. Like, there's a large section of Michigan with no Whole Foods nearby. Actually, you are about as far away from a Whole Foods in southern Michigan as you can get. Yep. Because it, it will take me about an hour 20 to drive. It looks like, yeah, an hour 20 to drive to any of these Whole Foods. There's one in Madison. There's a Whole Foods in Madison. It's not even a very big one. Like, it's, a you know, you've got, like, the massive stores in Ann Arbor. Uh, this one's it's, it's pretty tiny. Oh, I could get to the one up in Grand Rapids in 54 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's just what you want to do is drive for an hour to go grocery shopping. Yep. And then, you know, get your ice cream and your other frozen foods. And then have I mean, to at drive. this point, you could just take the bag and strap it to the top of the car and you're fine. <laughs> well, yes, this month. <laughs> but how many Myers do we have around here? Jeez. I think we have uh, 
Three Myers in the Kalamazoo area. Three Myers. Three Myers. I'm still th- waiting for one to make its way out here. What's the status of Meyer? Because they had some legal issues not too long ago. Oh, yep. I remember that. There's one in Pewaukee. There's one in Kenosha. There's one Oh, I'm in sorry. I'm, I was wrong. There's actually four Myers in Kalamazoo. Of course there are. Four Myers, three Walmarts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's, Costco, Sam's Club, and then of course you also I you had have... Myers like corporate information, so I could be like, "Are you planning on expanding in Wisconsin?" Because there's like they don't post that anywhere, right? Like, oh yeah, we also have um, two Aldi's, and there's a uh, there's a who does is Harding's local or is that a uh, is that owned by somebody? Uh, I think Harding's is actually independent. Wow. All right. 28 grocery stores, which that's kind of sad that that 28 stores is actually now considered, you know, independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 28 Harding's. There's a D&W, which I think is our version of Bushes, I think. So, yeah. No, we've got a lot of grocery stores. We just don't have a Whole Foods. <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, there's there is a lot of options out there so you know yes prices are very competitive and isaac loves going to harding's by us because harding's has the uh kid size grocery carts oh i know those are always adorable he he just loves using pushing that his kid's own cart yeah pushing his own cart yeah and you know getting up to the cashier and wanting to actually like put it on the the belt by himself and the oh that's amazing yeah no that's it's actually like a treat for him it's like oh shoot you know i need to get something meyer's too far away hey isaac should we go to harding's and he's just yay yep <laughs> cool very cool uh, um we should probably come back to topics nintendo since we're talking about games somewhere in there we were talking about games <laughs> nintendo sold a lot of shit yep Lifetime sale they count. Just released some numbers. Yes, right? the lifetime sales count for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, hit one hundred and three point five four million units since launch. That is a lot of Nintendo Switches. Yep, which means it has surpassed the Wii. So here's the thing: they made a very good choice at making it like a, a hybrid console, right? Because How many of any console would you generally purchase? One. Right. The fact that I'm asking is weird. Your your answer is like, why would I do more than that? And normally I'd actually agree, except my friend has two PlayStation 4s. Um, One for the front room, one for the back room. Long story. (laughs) However... The Switch is also a handheld. Yes, and no, so, this, this this was actually my um my sister has yep. three kids. So how many Switches does she have? Currently one, but the question was, does she need to get more than one? Right, especially with the Switch having a local multiplayer yep. for some games. So currently it's just one switch one switch and a bunch of Joy-Con controllers. Yep. So each kid, you know, has their controller. Their controller. Yeah. I have two. Yeah, no, it 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 makes sense. Which is kind of funny though, because it is actually not Nintendo's biggest selling game device. Oh no, definitely not. Because Th- the, their their mobile stuff has always been like way high. Yeah. The DS, the original DS, is Nintendo's best selling game device at a hundred and fifty four yep. million. Yep. That's How a lot many of... Game Boys did they sell? 
Let's find out. Nintendo Game Boy, they sold worldwide 118 million. So they have not even sold as many Switches as they sold Game Boys. Forget the Game Boy, uh, the, the Nintendo DS, which technically was not the Game Boy at that point. It was its own thing. But like... They haven't even outsold the original Game Boy. Now, did that also include all the other Game Boys? Yeah, it includes the pocket and the light and the color. <laughs> but still, all of those played the same consoles. They played yes. this, not the consoles, same cartridges. <clears throat> but yes, no, Disney, or not Disney, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo was smart. Yeah. Which makes you kind with of... The, with the Switch? Yeah. So what's going to happen with the Steam... Uh, I was going to just ask that. The, the Steam The Steam Deck. How well is that going to sell? I mean, it's such a, a more specific market, right? It's it's a mobile It's a mobile PC. Yeah. Not a console. I'm getting one. I'm for just for yeah, screw it. You know what? I'm getting one. <laughs> I know. You you had talked we had talked last week about how you had that pre order approval yep. in your email just waiting. Yep, just waiting. Eventually it'll be there. <clears throat> God, man, that was 650 bucks for the top of the line. Yeah. Well, how much is a top of the line PC, Andy? Oh, yeah. No, I know. Oh, I know. You're looking at thousands of dollars. Yes, especially now. Yeah, somebody's like, I'm looking at doing a PC. What What do you recommend? And I'm like... Pre-built. <laughs> I'm, yes. I recommend pre-built. For the first time in my life, I recommend pre-built. My, my question to him was, do you really need one right now? <laughs> Yep. Who was I I talking about? We were talking again about like the mergers and acquisitions and like that Valve, someone brought up the fact that like, oh, Valve could buy something else. And I'm like, yeah, but then they'd have to actually make games. But then I followed it up with actually Valve would be way better off buying like a hardware manufacturer. Oh, yeah. Like if because we were just talking about how AMD was looking for for a buyer, right? Someone was going to try and buy AMD. Yes. NVIDIA? Yeah. Uh, yes. Wait a minute. NVIDIA is trying to buy AMD. And that one was that was getting shot down by the um, Federal Trade Commission, right? I think. That's yeah. What we talked and about I'm with just that. realizing why. And now I feel like an idiot for not thinking about it last time, because who's into who's NVIDIA's competitor? NVIDIA and um, ATI. No, it was not ATI, right? It was graphics card manufacturers. It was NVIDIA and was it ATI? It was AMD, right? Yeah, it was NVIDIA and AMD. Oh, yeah. So NVIDIA and ARM. That was right. Yeah. NVIDIA is trying to buy ARM. OK, not AMD. Yes. So like there's no way they would be able to write. OK, so they're trying to buy ARM. Yes. Which, again, like if Valve wanted to buy ARM, that would be pretty like that would be really useful for them. Yes. Yes, it would. Oh, I don't think we have this on the list. Uh, Watson has, like, been abandoned, basically. What? Yeah, IBM is, is, like, just selling off parts of Watson. IBM to shed Watson Health assets. Huh. They are selling the data. They're like, we, we're done with this. We're not going to do this anymore. So we're just selling it off. That seems interesting. Yeah, it turns out healthcare is hard. <laughs> what? Go figure. <laughs> it was it was a neat idea. Yep. And I remember watching there was a was there a I think it was a Nova about it, which that Probably. was that was fascinating to actually, you know, because that was that was a showed the whole evolution and how machine learning works and that whole nine yards. Um, it was a neat idea. But yeah, no, trying to get it to do healthcare just seemed it just seemed wrong, if that makes sense. 
like I feel like it would have been something along similar to the lines of um, like Deep Mind and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, it would have been a better Siri or Alexa or Cortana or ah shoot, I set her off. Damn it! Take a drink. <laughs> Mine woke up earlier during the recording, but didn't actually say anything, so I count that as a win. Well, now I'm just kind of bummed at that topic. What else do we got? <laughs> um, more stuff to bum you out. The yeah. FCC pick has been delayed. Yep, because we have a senator down, and so the uh, Senate can't actually pass anything if all Republicans are opposed to it, which is all Republicans. The norm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize we were a senator down. That's really not good. Nope. Uh, stroke, I do believe. Yep. That's what this says. A senator from New Mexico. <sighs> yep. <clears throat> so this also puts into question the Supreme Court nominee oh as well. Oh my god, that's a f- um, is the governor of New Mexico Democrat or Republican? I think Democrat. You better hope Democrat. Let's see. Uh, it is New Mexico, right? I was reading yes. that correctly. Okay. Michelle Luan Grisham, Democrat. Good. Uh, because generally, if a senator is down, unable to to be in the Senate, generally from being deceased, the governor gets to appoint like, pick yes. a senator. They get to appoint a senator to. Uh, <clears throat> It's serve until the next election cycle, right? Yeah, it depends on the state, I think. Oh, okay. Why has it taken so long to get a vote on this? That has been the actual question for a while. Because she was nominated on October 26th. And two other telecom choices were also nominated that same day. Both of them have already been approved. They've so, gone through the committee. They've gone through a full Senate vote already. The so what the F? <clears throat> what the F, guys? My guess is... People are pressing other members of the Commerce Committee, and so it won't be a party-line vote. And if it's not a party-line vote, the Republicans are going to say no just because there's a D somewhere by her name. Yep. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a D somewhere in the area, so the Republicans are going to say no. And so if it's not a party-line vote, then she's not going to get through. So there's, there's probably stuff going on in the background that we can't see. I mean, for goodness sakes, she's going up for a second hearing on February 9th. I mean, all of this is going to get pushed aside with the Supreme Court nomination. Yes. But still, it's like, okay, why Why did why did the Democratic chair basically request for her to come back and get grilled with people like Ted Cruz and Dan Sullivan, who just right. spout stuff out, yeah stuff out of their hoods. yeah out of their mouth for no apparent reason other than to oh, just mouth is being very generous there andy well it is biologically their mouth sometimes <laughs> so yeah no it, a lot of people have been like wh- why why and it's probably something going on in the background that we don't know yep so once again the fcc is still stuck at a 2-2 tie so mm-hmm New Pokemon game is selling really well. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, the It's the, the first one that they haven't sold in, like, a pair. Really? Yes. They broke a lot of rules in this new one. It's like Pokemon mixed with Breath of the Wild. That sounds... That actually sounds good. Yeah, no, it's it's this really nice refresh for like the the industry and the the game. Like it's it's really good, uh, and also has sold six point five million copies. Oh well, that there you go. In a week. <laughs> oh, 
you buried the lead on that one, Dave, but I see what you were trying to do there. Right. 6.5 million copies in a week. In a week. I mean, I want it, well, sort of in a week, right? Like, that counts pre-orders. Yeah. So that's that's a little unfair to say in a week. But, yeah, I have one. It's downstairs. Laura was playing it when I came up here to get ready for the recording. She and I have actually been trading back and forth. We have the one cartridge and two switches. <laughs> Well, good that good for Nintendo. Man, Pokemon is just the gift that just keeps on giving. I mean, they had to work for it, but yes, it just it definitely keeps on giving. <clears throat> uh, other good news: there was once again another successful Falcon Nine launch. Woo! Was so, this the one that they they were able to like see the entire thing from the ground? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know which one you're talking about because they're literally are basically firing one off a week. Yeah. Um, but now the Falcon 9 has launched a total of 139 times. It's a lot of launches. Yes. Of 139 launches, only one failed mission and one pre-fight, pre-flight failure. But that that's it, which means mm. it is now the uh, most launched vehicle in U.S. history. There's no way in heck it's going to catch up to the Soyuz, though. Well, especially given that they're still launching the Soyuz <laughs> 70 years later. But the uh, the space shuttle has was launched 135 times with 133 successes. So, so we've already outpaced the shuttle. Yes, and we've done it nice. in a third of the time. Well, because they keep launching them. <laughs> SpaceX is like, yeah, as soon as you guys get the satellites done, as soon as you basically like if you have 40 satellites, we're going to launch. We're launching them. Yeah. You, as soon as you build 40, we'll launch them. It's we've got the rockets. We we we've got enough of these boosters just sitting around. And they get to reuse them. Yep. The Soyuz were one-use launches, right? Yes. So those Falcons, excuse me, probably have more distance on them than anything else on the planet. Yep. I, I don't even know how you would measure that, but I'm not going to argue against it. <laughs> I mean, I suppose some of the shuttles might actually still have that because they stayed in orbit. That's true. There were some that were... There were some that were lo- attached to the ISS, right? Yeah. Right. So, like, they docked to the ISS, they'd stay in orbit. Oh, did you see the ISS um, is going to plans have yeah, happened? What twenty thirty is estimated? Yeah. Okay, man, that's gonna suck. Losing the ISS. Yeah, that that just it, it's it's been up there for a while, so you know. And it was a really important thing to put up there in the first place. Yes. And it was a really impressive thing to put up there in the first place. Yes. But yeah, it's it's nearing the end of its lifespan. So the question is, what's next? There's a Chinese station I hear that they're working on. Are they going to pay SpaceX to just put up a bunch of starships and just link them all together? I, I think they're doing their own launches. Oh yeah, there's uh, a Starship update coming on the 10th. That is still five days away. Yes, but Elon Musk is actually supposed to come out and actually do an actual presentation about... The Starship plants. Yep. Can he do it on the beach of Boca Chica and then at the end of it, like, time it out such that, oh, and we're launching today, and then it launches? (laughs) He just walks out with a big red button. (laughs) No, because it's all computer controlled, right? Like, yes. That we'll find out on Thursday. Yep. So. Okay. Um, Anything else you want to talk? I assume we're about time. Yes. Yes, we are. Anything else you want to hit? Um, oh, the um, just just a quick note: the Secure and Trusted Communications Network Reimbursement Program. 
this this was created. It was a mouthful yeah. um, by Congress because they didn't want Huawei and ZTE tech in the U.S. So uh-huh. they re- are basically requiring U.S. networks to rip and replace, pull out those components and put in different ones. Yes. That sounds expensive. Yes, the FCC has stated that the reimbursement requests have reached $5.6 billion. Oops. Yep, so yeah. um, (laughs) That uh, is a bit of a surprise because Congress has currently only funded $1.89 billion, which, doing the math in my head, is smaller than (laughs) (laughs) $5.6 billion. But Andy, there's more digits on the number. It's got to be bigger. Uh, doing the math in my head, that sounds like about 3.7 billion short. Yep. And uh, Rosenworcel has said that they have gotten more than 181 applications. They have not yet signed off on the request because she also can't do math. <laughs> She's like, I... We don't have the money for this. I can't yes. sign this. So she is looking forward to working with Congress to make sure there is enough money to pay for the reasonable expenses for not only ripping and replacing the equipment, but also disposing of the old equipment as well. So I wonder if you can, if you are not concerned about Huawei or ZTE, you could probably get <laughs> check eBay. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it if you're in any sort of governmental uh, critical place. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that that that's the last bit there. It was the fact that yeah, Congress said yes. Everybody, pull it out. We'll pay you for it. And grossly underestimated the cost. Yes. Oops. Way to go, Congress. So there we go. Oh, All right. Oh so once again, Congress has no idea what's going on or how much things are going to take. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. I think it's the review then. Yes. Random review. My review. Your review. I picked up a game that is. A dangerous place to be. I picked up a game called Dyson Sphere Program. Is this about vacuum cleaners? Wrong kind of Dyson. You should know what a Dyson Sphere yes, is. Yes, I've You've seen, watched enough Star Trek. I've seen the Star Trek episode. The Dyson Sphere episode was actually when um, Scotty came back. Mm-hmm. Because he accidentally crashed into a Dyson Sphere. Yep. Do I get points so, for that? Sure. Yeah, okay. a couple. <laughs> I'll give you some pity points for that, sure. I'll, I can give you. I can give you some points on that. What What is the What is a Dyson sphere? Well, it's a sphere built around a star at the yep. correct size to make it habitable. 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 Um, so that part is actually not necessary. In fact. There's really no size at which it would be habitable. You would not ever want to be on the inside of a Dyson sphere. Think about the energy output of the sun and now enclose that in a sphere. Oh, okay. So rather than being on the inside, you're basically turning the sun. It's it's an energy harvester. Gotcha. Okay. All you're trying to do is collect the energy of the sun. Which, if you entirely encase the sun... You collect all of it. Um, It would get very hot inside there. Yes. So, now let's talk about the scale, right? How big would that be? Like, how much material would it require to build a shell around the sun? 
A lot? A lot of material. Like, not just a planet's worth of material. <laughs> like, a lot. So this game, Dyson Sphere Program, starts with you, a robot, having been dropped on a planet with the goal of building a Dyson Sphere. Now, to do so, you can't just be like, all right, I start hammering things together. Like, I'm not going to start welding rivets and, and putting plates together because uh, you will never finish, right? It's too big a task. But you can make a factory, and the factory can make other factory parts that you can use to make other factories, and you can harvest resources. Wait a second. I've heard this game before. <laughs> it is a factorio style game but the scale is different in factorio you're building a rocket and you go through this huge tech tree to get there but like you're building a rocket for dyson sphere program you're building a lot of rockets and in fact i now i've just unlocked the interplanetary logistics system so i can send and receive like stuff between planets uh it's it's an interesting there's a few like interesting tweaks to the the factorio formula uh for instance you're a robot you have a power source that needs to be powered so you need to be constantly filling yourself with fuel in factorio hmm. you don't care like you're, you're a person you just assume that you kind of like eat um but in dyson sphere program you you need to continue to fuel yourself um there are different planets so on factorio it's all one planet in this there are different planets that have different resources they have different atmospheres there's lava planets there's like naturey planets uh, there's planets that have just like diamonds coming out of the ground. Um, there's like a lot of different style, but also the planets are very far apart from each other. So you have to build better technologies when you want to start moving from one planet to the other. Uh, you start, or at least my game started on a moon orbiting a gas giant planet. And I've also just unlocked the technology to start harvesting gas from the gas giant well then yeah the most recent thing i've done in this game is i unlocked a like speed increase for your interplanetary uh transport and i decided to go on a little joyride and fly to the nearest star system which is like two light years away and the, the scales don't work <laughs> they do not work correctly um because two light years quote unquote uh took me about 45 minutes <laughs> I think there's something wrong with their speed of light. Mm. Either that or there is like some really weird time shift between the game world and our world. Because flying at 2000 meters per second, I got to the nearest star system in about 45 minutes. Later on in the game, you unlock like warp travel so that you don't need to take 45 minutes to go to the nearest star system. Uh, but there's actually an achievement for getting there before you, you unlock that. Ah, basically, there's an achievement that says, yep, I stared at my screen for 45 minutes and didn't do anything. Oh, boy. Fun times. <laughs> yep. Uh, the controls are a little wonky. The The graphics are adorable. It is like way friendlier, brighter graphics than Factorio. If you've played one, the other is going to feel very similar. Um, there's definitely some differences. 
Dyson Sphere program, all of the planets are spheres. So when you build like these massive factories, you actually have to take the terrain into consideration. And as you get closer to the poles, like the 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 um the positioning changes. So something you may have been able to build on the equator might not fit when you get up towards the poles from your same blueprint. You might need to redesign it. Hmm. I've been enjoying it. Um, actually, let me send you a screenshot so you can see this. And you can see how different than Factorio it looks. Because, man, it looks different than Factorio. But it is very much still the same game. Or at least very similar. This whole curved planet look thing is going to be weird. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like a definite horizon as you... As you're walking along, you're like, ah, there's like stuff rising above the horizon because you're on a sphere. Yeah. But it's much, much brighter than Factorio was. Mm-hmm. No, part of me just looks at this and I, I see Spore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say very similar graphic style. Yes. Spore, but with like logistics. Oh, um, and in Factorio, you have the surface and you have underground transportation belts. In Dyson Sphere Program, you don't go underground, but you can build the belts up. Oh, there are layers of belts. So you can see in here, I've got a couple bridges. So a good game. It's still in early access. They're still tweaking things and changing things. But um, overall, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Well, there we go. It's, uh, what, 20? Yeah, something like that. 20 bucks. Okay. There you go. Worth it if you got the time. I will point out... Um, I guess this is the other good metric. I have 25.2 hours in this game over the course of like the last two weeks, which is a decent amount of time, right? When I played two weeks of Factorio, I was at 80 hours. Okay, then. So that's kind of where it is for me. Other people, mileage may vary. Okay, so there we go. Dave's review, Dyson Fear program. Yep. All right, so should we hit the uh, random random review? Yeah, probably. Yep. Uh, not random, mm-hmm. random topic. We just did the random review, yeah, now it's that. the random topic. The topic. Yes. What is the random topic? The random topic is, rolled ahead of time, what wrinkle cream do you recommend? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that I would recommend a wrinkle cream. Yeah, I, I have nothing on this one, Andy. The the best I can do is that I've got <laughs> I literally have this Gold Bond Ultimate Healing Hand Cream. Mm-hmm. Because I have the uh, the Working Hands Hand Cream. Oh yep. That's, that's that, not a wrinkle cream. No, no, it's not. Because this is yeah, this is just a moisturizer cream, right? Yeah. Right. That's that's the best that I can do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of it. That's all I got. Uh, that's kind of a dud of a random topic. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. I I know nothing of wrinkle creams. I don't know what causes wrinkles. Well, okay, it's probably skin elasticity degrading as we age. I'm guessing. No, Andy, I do not know. And so I do, yeah, I don't know exactly how wrinkles happen. So I don't know how they can be fixed. So can't help you. Yeah. Sorry. No can do. Well, yep, that that was a bit of a dud. <laughs> but not, not all random topics can be a winner. Nope. And on that little bit of wisdom, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email 
at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.